Welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to poker tournament strategy. Now here's your host, Clayton Fletcher. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Killing Bird here with you. Wait. Where's Clayton? Where's where in the world Where's is Clayton? Clayton? Where in the world Clayton is Clayton there? Fletcher? <laughs> <laughs> I am joined by my good friend Mark Azian and all in double seven Aliado. What's up, buddy? Not much. Um, yeah, I feel like I've seen you. I've seen you more this year than usual, but I guess you we're in Vegas for like a month and a half usually. But yeah, uh, got to hang out twice now, which is nice. Yeah, very very cool. I enjoyed it. I, I'm still recovering, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I told you before, I just fully recovered. <laughs> like, yeah. it took three days. Yeah, we went we went a little hard in the paint. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to jump into that in a minute. But first, for all the listeners out there, our good friend Clayton is actually down in Florida. I think he was actually down there for a comedy gig. Um, but then he played in a satellite to the, like, a 1K main event that they were running down there. At, at the aisle something yeah everybody just calls it the aisle i have no idea where that is in florida it could be north south hard to say um but either way he's down there playing that tournament uh but we or i should say he has committed to getting a podcast out every week and uh and we, we support that vision so yeah mark, mark and i manned up and we're ready to go we got uh we got fun stuff to talk about today so first let's talk a little bit about reno so we went to reno for the Run It Up Reno event, which for people that don't know, it's basically a tournament series that's organized by Jason Somerville, who I think most people will be familiar with uh, his name. Um, and I think it, the best way to describe it, it, I kept telling people it's almost more of like a poker meetup that has some tournaments, more so than a poker tournament series, um, because it's really just a bunch of people who like like poker fans, but also some I, professional I, players. Yeah, let me say one thing about that. I think that's correct for when we went. Uh, I think now, like, I think Thursday had a 1K, and then the main event is a 500 coming. I think more pros will get down there now that because is just point. the bigger buy-ins and stuff. But, yeah, it was a pretty cool scene at uh, Amazing Casino, which you should talk about. Yeah, so it was at Peppermill, which I've never been to. I can't remember. Had you said you've been there before? I mean, I may have stumbled in there in one of my drunken shenanigans <laughs> days. Like, um, but yeah, I definitely don't remember it, so we'll just say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So definitely my first time there, and it was it was really nice. Like, I, I don't know for some reason when I think of Reno, I just kind of think of it as like a even like lower class step down from Vegas, like or, Fremont or Atlantic Street, City. <laughs> Fremont, yeah, Fremont Street, Atlantic City, maybe. Yeah. But, like, this hotel was super nice. Like, my room was nice. There were tons of restaurant options, which all were good. Yeah, all were outstanding. Rooms were super cheap. Sportsbook was phenomenal. Oh, my God, that sportsbook was amazing, which is the probably way... why we ended up spending more time there than in the poker room. Well, that's what happens when you're there Sunday, too. Uh, the regular poker room was nice because what they did was they rented out uh, a ballroom for uh, the run it up event and it was in a perfect spot could fit a lot of tables kind of like how the rio does it 
But the poker room was actually cool too. It wasn't massive, but it had tables and it was basically popping all the time. Yeah, I ne- I never got in there. The guy, some of the guys I talked to said it was like so good, uh, action wise. But you know, football was on, and then football was on, <laughs> and then things just got carried away. Um, but yeah, it was it was really cool. Like it was. I mean, we we met um, several TPE members. Met several of my you know, Twitch followers and friends. Um, you brought some buddies from SF as well. Uh, I ended up playing, I think, four events, if I got my numbers right. Um, of course, didn't cash anything because I don't cash live tournaments. It's not really. I had I, I had as many caches <laughs> as you did. <laughs> That's a good point. There's only one difference. You played zero tournaments. I did, <laughs> and which I wanted to play the shootout the most. The problem was I was <laughs> I was hungover. It was the problem, to be truth. I, you know, when you go out with buddies that don't play poker and you you don't see them often, uh, it, it's tough. Like, cause I want to play, but at the same token, I never get to hang out with any of these guys, and most of them are old high school buddies and stuff. So, I mean, I regret not playing the shootout mainly, and it was sad not to play. But and you actually did attempt to, right? But it was sold out already. Yes, I, I wanted to play the shootout, and I went, and it was, I mean, it was my fault. I got up late. Uh, I mean, that was, you know, it was a rough trip for me, drinking lots. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'll keep, it, I'll keep it real with the listeners. I probably drank too much <laughs> on this trip, but that's what Reno does to you sometimes. I think what's amazing, and our viewers might, or our listeners might find surprising, is that I actually kept it pretty under control, except for one particular night. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> First off, I saw you at the Chinese restaurant, <laughs> which is actually phenomenal. What was it called? Chi? Yeah, I think it's called Chi. C-H-I. You were not okay there. <laughs> okay, fair point. And then I saw you I saw you another night, and you actually were okay compared to the field, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that says much. <laughs> yeah, compared um, to the field, uh, everybody is doing You did go home early, though, uh, and you did get in bed early most nights, so, I mean, you were smart. Yeah, I tried to. I tried to. I mean, because I knew I did want to play, and um, I mean, I don't think I probably was in optimal condition to be playing, but <laughs> I, I was in probably in better condition than I could have been. <laughs> the circumstances. Yeah, you should. I should have got marked down. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. he did. Like, I bought a piece. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I should have told sold you at point eight or something. <laughs> and it was actually cool too because I drove up. Well, you drove too. Your drive is a lot shorter. Yeah. Well, quite a bit. Well, here. yeah, go ahead. Make fun of my height now. It was perfect. You <laughs> oh. shut yourself up and didn't even do it. Wow. I, I see I've tried I'm trying to leave spots open for Clayton to say stuff, but I'm forgetting he's not here. So he And he doesn't do that anyway because he's a gentleman. That's more Casey and Diego. Yeah, we need Casey back on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he one hundred percent would have come with something there. Guaranteed. Probably about five times already. Yeah. But too bad, so sad. He's not here. I will say one thing about uh, this series. It's like perfect if you're like a low stakes, mid stakes grinder. Like there's nightlies that are cheap. The regular tournaments that were going off, like the money maker, you'll get into it in a second, was a really good value. Uh, and like the rooms weren't. I mean, you could stay at another hotel too and probably spend like fifteen bucks a night. But the rooms at Pepper Mill, I mean, you could get a good room for forty bucks. Uh, yeah, the week. So like, yeah. You know, people want to experience Vegas, uh, but like these 
these stops like Reno, wherever like you go, Indiana, all these other World Series stops are like incredible value, and you can do them for for cheap. Yeah, like you were saying, I think my room on the weeknights was forty bucks, and I I think only on Saturday did it become, or maybe it was Friday or Saturday. It was sixty bucks, I think. Um, Sunday wasn't it? Because we didn't get there. Maybe it was Sunday. Jesus, you're all fucked up. Maybe I was more drunk than I remember. <laughs> it's possible. But I think we got we got there Sunday. E- either you're way, like, yeah. The following Thursday, it was expensive. <laughs> like, no, dude, you weren't there, idiot. Either way, compare it to a, a week at the Rio during the World Series, and you're paying like double or triple that. Oh, easy, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I I, I concur. People should definitely check out some of these smaller series, and and like you said, I mean. The biggest event I played was a 235, but there were like the shootout was a 125, um, and then there was like you said the moneymaker tournament, which basically was I guess like the low stakes main event for lack of a better description. It was an eighty six dollar buy in, and it got eight hundred plus runners, and first place had basically a thirty k package added to it. What was it? The Poker Stars? At, what's it called? Yeah, it's called the Platinum Pass, which Platinum I guess is Pass, basically yeah. basically a trip to the Bahamas to play the, the the PCA main event. Which we've both been to and is a must. Yeah. <laughs> at some point in your life, that series is outstanding. It's a, that's an expensive trip. Speaking of polar opposite arena, that would be the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> a hot dog will cost you 75 bucks. <laughs> I definitely don't drink as much in the Bahamas because every drink is like fourteen. Dude, that local beer, I forget. You know what it's called? Is so good. Yeah, Kalik. You probably don't like it because it's like more of like a lager. I actually kind of do light. like it. I like it because it reminds me of the Bahamas every time I drink it. So good, ice cold and bottled. Oh, I want to drink. Can we drink? <laughs> Let's go back to Reno. I'll be there. Yeah. In, I'll be there in seven hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, we. I was also upset we didn't tag team it. Oh, that's uh, right. Turning. Uh, the tourney I'm speaking about. <laughs> yeah, that we, was the one tournament that I had intended to play that did that I didn't. Yeah, you were all gung ho on playing it, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, Derek. Like, I'll come play a couple orbits, but that's Monday Night Football." As soon as Monday Night Football hit, Derek's like, "I'm over it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At, at some point, I think maybe the game ended or it was halftime or something. I walked upstairs and I ran into somebody I knew who wasn't playing, and I almost said, "You want to play this?" And I was like, "Nah, fuck it, football." <laughs> I'm a good influence on you. Yeah. We might not want to hang out in Vegas next summer. I won't play any tournaments. We keep it cool in Vegas, like, for the most part. It's just, like, when you came out here, because Derek came out here and stayed for a couple days in a Bay Area, San Francisco, Marin County area, and we weren't very good there either. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just that was a poker trip. That was a football trip. Yeah, completely. Yeah, that... Because we planned that as a kind of get crazy and watch football trip, but I think it's a, it's about it's about like what you what you're anticipating or what your expectations are. Because when you go to Vegas, you know you need to last like six weeks, so you like mentally don't shoot. For that. The only time I shoot my wad is a TPE meetup. Which for those listeners that have not attended, if you want to see Derek and I in our finest form ever. <laughs> And all the members seem to join along, too. It's like a disease. It's just spread through one night. A um, lot of drinking. We don't eat well. And we gamble a lot. It's a blast. So I this year, I will be back, which I'm happy about. I know you, you were there this year. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Already, already starting to plan my trip, which is actually a very good segue. Very Segway. good segue. Because <laughs> uh, you got a message from a TP member asking some questions about Vegas, and I guess instead of typing up a long response, you were like, "Hey, this would be really cool to talk about on the podcast." And I agree because it's like it really is time to start planning. Like this is about the time that you and I start looking at houses and trying to figure out where we're going to stay and what dates we're going and. So, perfect timing to bring this up. So, um, do you want to, like, I guess we don't need to read his whole email, but we can at least go through the questions he asked. Yeah, so I think this is a common question that a lot of the members have, and actually a lot of friends, too, uh, in my area that love going out, that love playing poker and want to head out to the series. He's basically asking how to make this trip cheap. Uh, Are there tournaments, low-buy-in tournaments? How should he budget? And I mean, I can, I think we can give like the best place to stay for cheap. And you and I are value hunters. Like we literally take off our pants and insert <laughs> into value. So yeah, um, I guess let's just start like where to stay. Yeah. What's, what's the name of that casino? God damn it! With the bowling alley. Uh, Gold Coast. Yeah. So it's not nice, but it's not dirty, and it's a block two blocks from the Rio tops because the key is you want to be close to the Rio like it's just convenient I mean we live in a house right there too um, a couple blocks away plus TPE parties a block from Gold Coast but a lot of pros have done this for years super cheap not the nicest casino but like they have a sports book you know they have craps if that's your thing good food and they have a bowling alley just the rooms aren't great but it's affordable, and it's right by the Rio for, like... And I wouldn't recommend playing at the Rio if you're on a budget. You can play some of the nightlies just to say whatever you play, if you want to play in the Rio. But, like, the satellites have really good value there. Uh, you can play the... What's uh, the 500? You can play the 500, the Colossus, which... I don't recommend, but if you wanted to take a shot at, like, one tournament as, like, oh, I played in a World Series bracelet event... I, I guess that would be it. I don't really care for the structure. Yeah. I mean, I would rather just get another thousand together and play the monster. Or the, yeah, would play the monster for sure. But then other than that, there's so many places to play. Like, Derek doesn't play at the Venetian anymore because Sheldon Adelson's a prick. <laughs> I yeah. still do because, like, you can, it's just good value. There's like $400 buy ins with amazing structures. They have nightlies that run that are smaller fields. Um, smaller buy-ins, which are good. And then, like, the win has tournaments. The win is our favorite place to play, right? I mean, Derek. Yeah. I don't the, think there's any conversation to be had, but yeah. Yeah, in fact, I'm already having uh, internal discussions with myself about playing just the win next summer because I want one of those damn win trophies. Melissa. <laughs> we got to steal Melissa's. And Cody Custer has one, too. We got to just rob these people. Think, That's two. I think the might it. have one, too. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll have like a, a like a trophy bringing party and just jack people. Because I don't need to win it. It's not about winning it. It's more just about having the trophy. Yeah, I want that damn thing on my mantle. I guess it's... I need to get a mantle first. We... <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem like the mantle type guy. Like... No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I agree. The win. I mean, the win room is hands down the nice. Actually, one of the dealers at my one of my tables up in Reno was a dealer from the win. And she had just gone up there, I guess, essentially as, like, a vacation where she was dealing, is the way she described it, which is kind of weird. 
but as soon as she mentioned she was at the Wynn, like, everybody at my table was like, oh, you work at the Wynn? Nicest room in Vegas. Love your chairs. Your dealers are all great. Like, I love that you have chargers under your table, like, phone chargers under your tables. Um, I mean, it's pretty much a, it's now pretty much a consensus amongst, amongst players that the Wynn is, like, the nicest room. Like, if you play at the Rio 10 straight years and sit in those dusty chairs, you're guaranteed to have back problems. Yeah. Like, it is so like the Rio is a try. It's horrible. Um, I, I hope they move at some point. I don't know how long their lease is for the series, but I pray it's somewhere else soon. Because yeah, nice. like yeah, the win is you, you said it. I mean the dealers are nice, the chairs. It's like having sex. It's that good. <laughs> and then yeah, the Chargers are nice because like shoot like like to listen to music, check Twitter and stuff. So it, it's just. It's more accommodating to us. I, I love it. And the buy-ins, too, and the structures are amazing. Smaller fields. So, like, anyone going out there, you got to ask yourself a couple things. Okay, am I going out as a vacation slash playing poker for fun? Or if you're going out to make money, I mean, we just talked about this earlier, Derek, that when I went out there my first year when I was mainly sit-and-go, uh, double-or-nothing grinder, I played all satellites, and I didn't play one tournament the entire time. Not one. Yeah. And you just and you basically just, sell the Lammers. Yeah, and you could sell, like, if you ever want to sell Lammers, like, whatever, contact us. There's plenty of people that play the main event. They're easy to sell. But there's so much value in those things, and, and there's just a ton of money to be made. So if you were going strictly to make money, that would be your best bet. If you had... Uh, I guess any experience in push fold with mo- most of you probably do. You could just look at a chart for that and beat those things. They're just super soft. But if you want to dabble in tournaments, I mean, even Fremont Street, like Binion's runs some events. Aria runs nightlies. I mean, Carlos Welch, our resident, he actually is the value hunter. It, we claim to be, but we're not. <laughs> That's true. He's the like, king. Carlos is the nuts. Carlos, um, Carlos, literally, he he literally go on Twitter like the night before and just see where everybody's playing and then go somewhere Dude, else. <laughs> he he used to text me be like, "You playing the win today?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And like he would just assume I was with like five people and he'd be like, "All right, I'm going to Aria." Yeah. Like, and he won't let you know where he's playing till game time. Yeah. Because he doesn't want anyone to show up there. Like he likes being there with all like eighty year olds, ninety year olds. Yeah. He's genius for this too. Um. So, yeah, Aria has good nightlies, which are even more affordable than the Winter Venetian, like 200 bucks. I, I mean, I like that. How do you feel about the Rio Deep Stack? I mean, it's not – that's not value hunting because the structure gets pretty shit late. But Yeah, it's pretty variance heavy. But I will say that if it's like – if you just can't afford to be playing like 500s even in 1Ks and stuff, then at least you – but you really want that like – Rio experience because you know you play those deep stacks A you will see some pros in them I sat with Greg Raymer one year in one of those um, but if nothing else like just on breaks like you're going to be walking and you're going to see Phil Helmuth walk by and you're going to see Daniel Negreanu walk by and so if it's just like I really just want to play there and be in that environment and that's your only option go for it for sure yeah I agree and like I don't think it's wrong to have that plan going into Vegas but like, you know what like Eventually, I want to be a professional poker player, but I want to see what this is all about because, honestly, the first year when I went, I was kind of deer in headlights like, wow, this is cool. Like, look at Ivy. <laughs> like, right. um, 
so budget wise, like, what do you think? Let, let's just say you're heading out to Vegas for a week. What do you think we need to have in our wallets without paying for the room? Let's just say nothing's paid for. You're going out with cash. You're paying for room, food, and tournaments for seven days. I have a number in my mind. I'm curious to see what yours is. So I think you could probably make it happen. I mean, again, it depends on which route you're going. I mean, if you're going to go stay downtown and play like all the Binion's tourneys, it's different. Let's let, let let's say you're going for a mix, like a mixed bag. Like, yeah, you want to hang out at the Rio. You don't necessarily need to plan any of the World Series events, but you definitely want to play at the Rio. But like the other five, four or five days, you're going to go value hunt and play like two hundreds and stuff like yeah. that. I think you could do a week, honestly, for like three grand. Wow, I thought you were going to be way cheaper. Than, I thought you were going to be way lower than me. I think you could do it for fifteen hundred. You might be right. You might be Busto night one. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I really because okay, I, I think the rooms are thirty bucks a pop a night at Gold Coast. Maybe cheaper. I, I don't know. Like they're pretty cheap. That seems pretty right. So let's let's just say three hundred. So now we're down to twelve hundred dollars. I, I think you can get away with playing like a bunch, like four two hundreds. Shoot, you know what? Let's say two k. Yeah. Fifteen hundred was too little because you got to buy beers when you see Derek and I. So that'll cost true. You. That's at least a hundred. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You don't even have to worry about that. Come to the TB party and you're gonna drink and eat for free. <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, point. I, I think you could do it for two K though. Three K is a better budget, but I, I think you could get away fifteen hundred two K. Like I, I think you're good. Yeah, I think I was considering like a, a you know. A couple of rebuys mm-hmm. or re-entries, either way. Um, and I was kind of thinking, like, I think in my mind, I was I was putting like one like sort of shot in there, you know, whether like it's the like the monster, like or not the monster, like the yeah Colossus or Goliath, or maybe even like that. What's that five hundred dollar big thing that they run at Planet Hollywood, like Goliath or giant or whatever the gargamel yeah i i don't know like there's so many weird names now i'm just lost yeah when did it I mean, become a also... thing where everything is is named after something big <laughs> there's there's also hundred dollar uh nightlies at aria which i forgot to mention i mean so there is stuff to play for cheap yeah i mean you got to figure two of the six nights you're there like one you're gonna get maybe a little loose the next day you don't want to be playing too much yeah i mean i think uh, 2k safe 3k is ideal I, like i do agree 3k is ideal 1500 i think you can do it but i think you're better off just going like five nights four nights or something like that with yeah. 1500 one thing i will say now that i've lived in vegas for i guess about eight months i would have never said this before but if you don't care about being around the rio and like being around that environment and stuff mm-hmm. Man, downtown has gotten pretty nice. Like they fixed Fremont. Nice, yeah, super killer. And you probably could stay. You probably could stay there for cheaper. Yeah, like you, you, I mean, you can. Yeah, you. I mean, you could probably get like get a room at I don't know, for Golden Nugget or Binion's or something like almost free, maybe. Well, now they have all these damn resort fees, which really does fuck up our budget that we're talking about, but. Uh, that's another whole. The, the, the problem with the problem with that is, I feel like most members that are going are probably going for the first time and i think we would 
I don't want to say we're steering him in the wrong direction, but like it, it is far from yes, the Rio. Yes, yes. And like sure. if, if you're going to the series for the first time, you want to be. I don't know. Like, I, I like being in the Rio. Like, e- even, like, you can spend a day railing. Like, chances are some big-name pro is going to final table something. And, like, shit, Derek, we've done this years. We always end up railing someone. Yeah, true. Wow. Well, well. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hope my wife's not listening. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. Um, we end up watching people at final tables. Because it is exciting to go in there. Uh, Jesus, I'm all fucked up. What, what's the room called with the final tables? Amazon room? Amazon room, yeah. Um, so, so like, yeah, I mean, like, if I was going for the my first time, I, I'd want to be in that environment. I agree, for sure. But, but you're probably right. You could do it cheaper. If you're really just a bargain hunter, you're probably right. Fremont Street is perfect because you can play all, like, uh, the Nugget, the Binion. Like, there's tons of casinos with smaller buy-in tournaments. So, I guess bang for your buck. You might be right. Plus, you can eat for like two bucks there yeah. and drink cheap too. Yeah, it's just it's, it's always just, it's hard to no. know like what somebody mean like if somebody says yeah I don't I don't have a huge role like where should I go? So to some people not huge means five k and to some people not huge means like seven hundred. <laughs> yeah, you know, and if you got like seven hundred, like your only option is to go downtown and stay at Binion's and play the Nugget and Binion's for five days or whatever. Yeah, I mean you can go for, you could go for like three or four nights. I mean. Again, like I think it was smart. Uh, this member, to, I'm not going to say his name just because maybe he doesn't want to be known. Um, I, I think it's smart though to ask budget wise because when I went out there, I kind of just like I was like, okay, like <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, one thing I will say too that his question doesn't really uh, indicate this, but it kind of it depends a little bit on where you're coming from too. Um, I forgot about flights. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the good thing is, is that like you can pretty much get a flight on Southwest from anywhere for pretty cheap, or like Frontier or one of those cheap airlines. But if if you can drive, wait, 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 did you just co-sign on Frontier slash Spirit? Please, <laughs> like I don't want our members to die. I actually want to meet them. <laughs> I flew Frontier once, and when I landed, I threw away my Frontier card. Yeah, like, I'm never going. No, no, no. Going Funny, again. you're recommending fucking Frontier, <laughs> and you flew it once and never flew it again. Can we delete that part of the podcast? Because let me tell you, when I flew Spirit once. And I shit you not, I literally got off the plane and had to wipe my ass because I shit my pants. I was so scared. <laughs> I mean, it was like a lawnmower engine. They were fucking cranking it in the back. I was like, fuck that, dude. Like, spend an extra 50 bucks and get on Southwest, please. Fair point. Fair point. But if you can drive. Now, yeah, I have to begin by saying that I like long drives, which is why I just drove to and from Reno seven hours each way. Like, I actually enjoy it. If you don't like long drives, then scrap the idea. But you're just going to save so much money because it's going to be so much cheaper gas versus airfare. And you don't have to rent a car or anything when you get here. And if you are staying downtown and you want to go to the Rio, you can just drive yourself as opposed to having to pay for Ubers. So consider that as an option, especially when there's got, when you got two guys. Yeah, and it's, if you're going with a buddy, too, like, think how – I mean, you just, the price just keeps going down and down and down. Like, you pay – chop gas like rotate driving then you get a room cheaper with two people um yeah so i'm with you driving is the would be the nut spot um yeah if i was coming out here for anything over a week and i was in any kind of reasonable driving distance i would drive like for sure you did it once from north carolina i remember right i mean we had the jeep did you do it twice i did it i did it once but i wish i'd done it more because for a million reasons a it saves me 
I don't know if it saved me much because that is a long drive. So I had to get hotels and get, you know, that's a lot of gas. But the company has to bring a lot of shit out. <laughs> and by being able to just throw that in my car as opposed to shipping it all saved us a fortune. So, but I mean, I would, I would do it again, I think. It's funny. Um, half, half the stuff we bring out is stress balls and Casey just throws them all on the roof. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> well, we do too. Or at my face. <laughs> There's probably still eating. stress balls on that roof. I'll guarantee we're all over Vegas just because stress balls. <laughs> One of these years, I'm going to do the RV trip from North Carolina to Vegas, and it's going to be amazing. Oh, God. Man, I may fly in NC just to do it with you because I think that would be so much fun. Yeah, especially if you had, like, a good four to five guys so that you could really rotate the drivers. What we really should do is just, like, stream the whole way. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, oh, we stream the whole trip. I don't know. My, My language is just... So well, <laughs> we'll make ourselves in some trouble. <laughs> Can we edit? Oh yeah, we'll just give them the it'll the thing will pop up. Not meant for meant for mature audiences only. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I think I think we budgeted correctly. Like fifteen hundred to three k. That's without flights. Um, I, I think you could do it if you came out there after flight or after driving with fifteen hundred to three grand. I think you're good. It just depends what you want to do. Yep. The funny thing is, is if we had Carlos on this show, he would be like eight hundred. He's like hundred, <laughs> like canned pineapple. I mean, actually, we should mention this with uh, if we're bringing up Carlos. Like, maybe take a look at Airbnb too, because he found a place. Now, granted, it was with a crazy Brazilian lady uh, who thought she was married to Kenny Rogers, but wasn't his room like twenty a night or something? Yeah, good thing he brought that up. Like, and I think he ended up staying with her the next year too. Like, she was nice too. She would drop him off places sometimes. I mean, Airbnb is not a bad idea at all. Um, I like the whole casino experience, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely not the best way to budget. <laughs> like, right. let's be clear on that. No way. And I guess it's I, worth mentioning. Um, stay out of the pits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great call. Yeah. Like. Do yourself a favor and don't play table games. And dude, like I'm, I I think I'm the best out of everyone that we stay with every year. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm trying to think. James doesn't play too many table games. Well, I mean, out of the TV guys, it's not even close. I'm by far. Oh no, Diego's good too. Oh yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Diego. Like I, I don't even put money. Like I'll be sitting at the bar, and I don't even put money in the, the machines. Like to get. I mean, sometimes I'll do it to get free drinks, but yeah, I, I'm pretty good with that. Um, I don't know how you have that control either, because you're an action junkie, dude. Like when I was younger, I lost hella money to a bookie. Like I've been through the ringer. Like I've done stupid shit. Like <laughs> like I've been there, done that. I've made my mistakes where I've lost thousands playing blackjack, and like I finally just realized how fucking dumb it was because like why is vegas open (laughs) so i mean i mean i'll i dabble now but i'm also in a much better spot where i can afford to shit a couple hundred and like not care right uh so i've made those mistakes already (laughs) i'm your test dummy i'm the guinea pig like trust me i'm happy you brought that up because i think it's hard to go to vegas and like not be a regular there like we go every year and like you still degen, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I in order to make this like yeah, I think like 
the fifteen hundred to three K budget was assuming you weren't playing any table games. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. that can end horribly. People will like bust a tournament and they're like, oh, I'll get it back in blackjack. And then like all of a sudden their budget of three K is gone day one, hour two. <laughs> right. Yeah, like I'm actually like I think I'm better than a lot of people in terms of not you know, I give you I give you shit. You play, but you don't play big or anything. Like you know, you're you, you don't play blackjack and shit. Like you put twenty in a machine. Like yeah, but I definitely have a problem with those damn video machines that are at the bar because I like sitting at the bar, and I convince myself that oh, well, wait, I don't, don't want to pay wait, for this beer. You like sitting at the bar? <laughs> I know, shocker, right? <laughs> a guy that <laughs> works for a brewery, like owns a brewery, shocker. Somehow I convinced myself that I shouldn't have to pay for my beers. I'd rather lose $100 to pay for the two beers, which is really solid math. <laughs> the, the cool thing in Reno, I'll say, is is they're like, it, it's way easier to just put like a 20 in and you could sit there for all day. And like, they don't care. They just look and see the balance. They don't care if you're spinning it. At the Rio, specifically the hooker bar, like... That fucking bartender, Ugh. if you're not spinning that, he knows how many rotations you're pumping out every drink. Yeah, like, like I'll, I'll in Reno, they, they didn't give a shit. Yeah, the guy, nobody in Reno ever said anything the whole time. No, they I think, I think one guy said, because uh, one of your buddies asked for a, bottle, a glass of wine, and the guy said, well, if you put money in the machine, I'll give it to you for free. He didn't even say spin it. He just yeah. said, put money in the machine. <laughs> I saw in the sky. And, the, you know, everyone that works there is just looking for tips, as they should be, but I guess they're just. Uh, tougher in Reno uh, in Vegas because that guy at the hooker bar, like I mean, he's he's brutal. Yeah, I hope he listens to this too. There's been many times I've sat at the hooker bar and probably spent two hundred, and then like a buddy will walk up and we'll talk for like ten minutes, and then I'll be like, "Hey, you want a beer?" And yeah, and I'll turn around and ask for a beer, and he's like six dollars. I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I, just, I just spent two hundred. I'm down two hundred. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, "Sorry, man, the green light's off." Like, yeah. Cool. I actually want to look at the lights behind those machines. I want to see what they look like. Yeah, it's weird. Like, if he, or someone's in his ear, just being like, "Dude, he hasn't spun." Yeah, <laughs> cut off, cut off the guy in the black hat. The, the guy, how does he not notice us? I mean, and we tip fat, like, oh, whatever. Yeah, well, I'm away. Luckily, PTs takes care of us. That's all that really matters. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna That's... miss PTs. We'll be back soon enough, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. So for people who don't know, update. Well, I mean, they know. People who've listened to this know I'm moving from Vegas to North Carolina again, or back, or whatever. Uh, three days. I leave in three days. It's insane. Yeah, you must be panic mode, just getting ready to pack. Because I know you haven't started since you've been back from Reno. No. Yeah. The thing that's most the biggest pain in the ass is that I have to like return the cable box and like turn off the internet and just all those little things are worse than the packing part. Cause I don't have much stuff, but yeah, like, all and that stuff's just a lot of impact too. Yeah, so uh, I won't be on next week's show because I'll be somewhere in the middle of fucking Tennessee or something driving. <laughs> it's gonna be good times. Um, so yeah, so I'm reading through his email to make sure there's any other tips. I will say he did say, um, do they have anything for smaller buy-ins like a few hundred dollars? So if that's what he's thinking in terms of his each tournament buy-in. I mean, I would just I would just win it up all day, <laughs> as in yeah, and then win Aria and then some of the stuff downtown in Fremont and like the Orleans nightly. 
look for nightlies that the key is finding the best structures and maybe carlos will be a nice guy and help you out i doubt it he'll probably <laughs> just avoid your message but like this is right up his alley i mean there's nobody better um that i can think of uh, at finding value and i i respect that a lot because that's how i was like i used to play on all the shit sites online when nobody wanted to play on them just because i was like i don't need to play on poker stars I need money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was playing on like, I mean, I was playing on Carbon before Carbon was a thing. Like when Black Friday hit, everyone freaked out. I was like, oh, all my money's on Carbon anyway. I'm gold. <laughs> like I was ready. I was like, oh yeah, please come here. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I know Carlos just tweeted something out about how he he's been teaching in Portland for like the last three months or whatever. I think I guess like just building a bankroll. And he's like, so now I'm taking uh, the next eight months off. I'm going to Atlanta and then Jamaica, <laughs> and then I'm coming to the, the to Vegas for the World no, Series. No life, yeah, nomad so, life. So it, it can be done for a very cheap price. You just gotta just gotta be a, a stickler. Man, I we we'll have to get Carlos on one day to talk about some of the other value hunting because he's also the king of like finding cheap food. Like he'll be like, yeah, if you go to Whole Foods, they have these samples trays out. <laughs> yeah, like at three o'clock. I don't... No, I, I I was I, I was serious. Like I mean, I remember him with his canned pineapples. It actually looked hella good too. But like the man is a, a genius. Like he does it for cheap. Yep. It might not be for everybody, but you can make it work. Cool. So I think I think we covered most of everything there. Yeah, we just kind of went ham on that. But I, I mean, I think a lot of listeners. That's. Uh, I mean, I think that's important. Like because yeah. a lot of people don't have the money to be spending to stay a month in a home. Like I mean, what what we pay is stupid. Um, but we kind of look at it as a vacation too, from all the hard work we do. So. We hard work. <laughs> we put out five podcasts last year. <laughs> no, but that is true. That is true. Um, and yeah, uh, Ubers over cabs. Never take cabs. Cabs are a ripoff. Yeah, I'll drive your fucking wrong direction. Oh, it's horrible, especially in Vegas. Um, so yeah, to the person who asked that question, if you come out next summer, make sure and like hit up me or Mark or whatever and. We'll make sure and uh, we'll buy you your first beer. So you're already saving like five dollars. But all the other ones you have to buy for us. Try to come out. Try to come out. Yeah. <laughs> try to come out during the party too, because that's a free meal and a free night of drinking. Yeah. Plus you'll meet like twenty other members, and they'll be able to like you guys can like split a house next summer or something. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's about for me. Is like I love the the community of TV, and that, I mean that that party is like. It pained me not to be there. Like when you guys were sending me pictures, I wanted to beat you and Dylan up. <laughs> it was so. Uh, fun. I was like, because you knew I was sitting there, just like, oh man. Yeah, that was a great time. I now now I'm all ready to go. What when we get off the podcast, we have to house hunt. <laughs> I mean, I think we know where we're staying. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, cool. All right, so that was that was sort of like a combination of. Uh, intro slash strategy, I guess. Like, there's there's some strategy involved. No, in dude, that's management. big. That that's a lot of strategy, <laughs> to be honest. Like, that's super important. Like, bankroll management is the key to beating this game. Yep. Oh, I guess one thing I did want to mention. I meant actually mentioned, meant, meant to mention this right off the bat, but I didn't. So I don't know for sure if this member who's asking this question has played live before, or if they just have played online and they want to like come out and do the live thing for the first time. Ignore this advice if you if you like play a ton in your local live casino or whatever. 
But if you don't, I would recommend going and playing any tournament locally, whether it's a fucking $50 nightly or a $30 home game, like whatever, just to get your kind of bearings with live poker, because it can be intimidating a little bit. Yeah, and you may find out you need headphones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I agree. Uh, and I think a lot of people probably haven't. Some people just play online. Like, definitely, because you will be not nervous, but it, it'll just be different. Like, you may have anxiety. Like, definitely go out and play some live cash, live tournament, whatever, just to get a feel. I agree. Yeah, because the last thing you want to do is, like, come to Vegas for five days. In the first two, you feel like fish out of water. Who doesn't know how to, like stack their chips or wait where's the button <laughs> the button's not yeah. <laughs> how, how many chips does that guy have where's the the reader the counter? i'm still bad at that i, oh, I hate same. that i wish all tables had like where they just could feel the weight of the chips or something and you would see their amount so we don't have to be like how much do you have how much are you playing <laughs> yeah i'm still bad about it too in fact when i put together the hand history for today i was i was like how many chips does the big plan have i don't know <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> I wish I had paid better attention, but <clears throat> um, so yeah. So I guess let's jump into to the one hand that I have from uh, my run it up Reno experience. Um, and you and I actually talked about this hand a little bit before. I I have changed my mind about what I think about this hand at least four times, and I don't know why I've even thought about it this much. I think when I started writing it down last night, I was like, hmm, maybe I didn't play this so good, but. Um, that's a good reason to run it down on the podcast here and see what everybody thinks. So this is from the uh, shootout. So it was a six-max shootout event. And we are down to three people at the table. I think it's important that people that don't know what a shootout is, um, oh, yeah. why don't you just run it down a little bit? Yeah, so basically a shootout is like a sit-and-go that a, with, with only one winner. And that winner moves on to another sit-and-go with only one winner. So basically, you have to win your table, and you just sort of move through the progression until there's one table left. And I think at the final table, it pays like a regular final table. But um, so up, up until then, it's winner-take-all. So a little strategy for this. I'm not willing to gamble more in these, but... I'll take more aggressive lines since we need to end up with all the chips. It doesn't mean I'm going to punt, but like... I will shove in some spots that I probably wouldn't shove in a regular tournament just because, I mean, I mean, the goal is to win it all. We're not sitting there just trying to wait, you know, like to move move up pay ladders or like conserve our stack. Like I'm going for it all. So I think a more aggressive approach, um, like it doesn't, and I hate when I say aggression, like people may think like, oh, just stuff it in, stuff it in. No. I just think timed aggression, but like, yeah, I'll take more spots is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. And that's kind of one thing which we'll get to when we get to this river decision that I think I was struggling with was like, does the the shootout factor change the way we should play this hand, I guess, um, particularly on the river. So we shall see when we get there. So again, shootout format, uh, it's a six max shootout, there's three people left. I'm on the button. Uh, with about a 12k stack, the small blind has about 10k, and the big blind has roughly 18k. But again, they don't have counters for these things, so <laughs> I could be a little off. Um, the blinds are 200, 400. Uh, this tournament had the big blind anti structure, so normally the the big blind anti would have been 400, but 
they do it where when you're under four players, it uh, goes to a size of the small blind, which is actually kind of cool. So it's essentially 200, 400, 200. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, so we are on the button with the five, six of spades. And I raised to 1,100. I don't think there's a lot of discussion there. I mean, we're raising there, right? I, yeah, I mean, I, I like, depending on how you... Like, what your limping strategy is from the button, I think limping is fine, too. Folding is not okay, but I would have no problem limping here. I never... See, I really need, like... I never think about limping. It's the, it's a huge leak. <laughs> I, I, I prefer raising uh, slightly with just, like, the bottom-suited connectors. Um, mm. But, like, I would limp some jack-10 suited, some 9-10 suited. I mean, I'm okay with both. Like, I think it sets up... Like, it, it depends on your strategy. I'm going to have a lot of limp raises in my range here, so I w I'm fine having limp folds, too, uh, just to balance that out. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, so we do raise to 1,100. Small blind folds and the big blind calls. So there's now 2.8K uh, in the pot, and the flop is Ace-8-5 Rainbow. Uh, and, like I said, we have the 5-6, so we flop bottom pair. And no backdoor flush, right? Um, I believe the ace was of of the spade variety. Okay, okay. So we do have the backdoor. And, and you started the hand with 12? Yeah, 12K, so about 30 bigs. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I slightly prefer opening here now that I know that. If you had, like, 24 bigs, I think limping might be better. Um, but, yeah, with this with with this stack with these stack sizes, I, I think I prefer opening. Um, so he bet, or I'm sorry, he checks, and so now it's on us with bottom pair. I opt to bet 1,200 into 2.8. Do you see any reason to check back here? Maybe try to. Well, the, the backdoor the backdoor flush is nice. Um, I have I, I don't know if you have aces in your check back range. I, I do have some, but your hand is so vulnerable. Um, and like you can barrel them off an eight, where I lean betting as the best. I mean, like, so if we bet and, like, a spade comes, we can double barrel. He folds a lot of eights. Uh, we can also double barrel some of the straight cards, like a four or a seven. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think betting here is the play. Cool. And I don't think you have to bet big either. Yeah, and I guess ours is, like, less than half. So, yeah, 1,200 into 2.8. Seems like a pretty decent size. Yeah, I like that. Um, and he calls. So now... I should mention, the villain has been pretty active, raising a lot. But, I mean, it's a six-max shootout. So we've been playing six-handed or less the whole time. So it's kind of one of those things where, like, almost everybody's been active, except really the small blind in his hand, who's not any here anymore. So I don't know how much to read into, like, him calling pre-flop and him calling on the flop. Like, you know, it's shorthand. It's, it's almost like playing heads up. It's like he could be floating here with gutters, he could be... Mm, you know, it's with like, complete air. Yeah, like just with plans to take it away, or he could have backdoor shit, or he could have an 8, or he could have a 5, or like 7s. I, I just feel like he could have almost anything here. So like, I when I was going through this hand, I was like, when he calls, my first instinct was like, okay, well what do we put him on here when he calls? And I'm like, anything? <laughs> like, Yeah, you know. it could be a lot. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's stuff we could remove, you know, like, I don't know, like 3-4 off or something, but well, no, actually, I wouldn't even remove that because that's a gutter. But you get the idea. I, I don't know where he's at at this point, I guess. 
Um, but he does call the bet. Uh, so now there's 5.2k in the pot. Uh, for reference, I have 9.7k behind, roughly. Uh, and the turn is the six of diamonds. Which so run the board out again. Uh, Ace eight five six still rainbow. Ace eight five six. And we have the five six of spades. And he checks. Okay, we have to bet to protect. Yeah. And for value. <laughs> I mean, there's two things we're doing here. Right. And what do you think sizing here? I chose to bet 2.2 into 5.2. I mean, with your stack size, I think that's good. I mean, you have nine, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I like 2.2. Cool. Yeah, so that's what we do. And he... And, like, that sets up, like, a three-fourths pot river shove. Right. If he just calls. Yeah. And that was kind of what I was... My intention was obviously... Dep- I mean, there's a lot of bad runouts where, like, you can't shove, but, um... Yeah, I mean, like, the plan is to bet to shove River and just pray he has, like, Ace-10 or something. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping, is that he just has some random Ace-X, like Ace-9, Ace-10. I think some of the bigger Aces he would sh- he would raise pre, but... Um... I mean, I think we can call by, like, all his random Ace-Xs. Um, so yeah, so we bet 2k into 5.2k, um, and he shoves. So when he shoves, it's now, I actually went back and did the math. So it's we basically have to call 7.5k to win 17.1k. Yeah, the the I remember when we talked about this, it's just like you, there's only a, so many. Like I, I don't even know if he does. Like, does he do this with Ace Nine? Like that doesn't seem good. Like he has the best hand a lot. Why wouldn't he just let you bluff off? Right. Um, like Eight Nine, like doesn't make much sense. Like can still call and just like realize his equity. Um, where I don't think he needs and still has the best hand decent chunk of the time. Where I don't think he needs to turn into a bluff. Like I'm not sure. I, I, if tell me what you think you beat here, because it, it, it and I get it. You have two pairs, a tough spot, and like there's three to a straight, like um, five, six, seven. Um, wait, is it? Wait, it's five, six, eight. Uh, five, six, eight. Yeah, five, six, eight, eight. I think. Did you say five, six, seven before? Uh, no, it's five, six, eight. Yeah. Is what? Um. Yes. Yeah, so, like, does he have a seven? Um, seven, eight, not eight, nine. I misspoke. Um, like you're praying right now. You need him to have a combo draw. He doesn't have a pure bluff. Like there's no just like pure like king queen bluff here right. ever. Right. So you beat hands. I, 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 you don't beat much. I'll tell you that. Like a seven, you beat, but like, or wait. Five six yeah a seven you beat open ended with top pair but like I don't think he need, he just doesn't need to jam that right like because if you are bluffing he can just keep calling he's not gonna fold ace king he knows you're not gonna fold a better ace uh, yeah. ever right like so he would just be bluffing with the best hand um a lot of the time which is silly so yeah I don't know what you beat here why don't you talk to me yeah so this is kind of my problem at the time I think I said to myself okay. We're playing three-handed. I have two pair. It's really hard to make two pair. Um, it's the bottom, 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 which yeah. sucks. Like, if we had uh, middle two, like, I, I mean, bottom pair, like, is 
brutal here. Yeah, like if I have any two pair involving an ace, I'm pretty yeah. I'm pretty stoked yeah. to get it. Yeah, because <laughs> you beat all those other two pairs. I mean, anytime you're thinking about calling it all in, you have to just think about what you beat. Yeah. And here you don't beat any two pairs. You obviously don't beat any sets. The only thing you do he he can have one pair. He can have like ace king, um, True. like which I think he three bets free. But he can have like some of those. Like I have some ace king flats here. I have some ace queens, some ace jacks, and like those can shove. True. So like, I, I it, a lot of that'll have to do with who you're playing against. Like, but maybe he's better off just calling there instead of shoving for value. Um. Yeah, I think. Like, I, think I mean, I, I feel like ace jack wouldn't be a horrible shove here on his part, or like, because like you have worse hands that call. Sure. Which is why I mean. Uh, whatever. Keep going. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I'm looking at my hand. I have two pair. That's great. And I'm looking at the pot. I'm looking at my chips that I have left, which is which is now 7.5k. And I'm thinking, I don't. I think I'm feeling shorter <laughs> in my chip stack than I am. So I'm, part of me is like, well, I've put all, you know, I've put all my chips in, but I really haven't put that many of them in. Like I have almost 20 big blinds if I fold here. But I think I felt more pressure because of how many chips are in the pot and how what I thought was few left. But I agree with you now, especially after I wrote this hand down, I'm like, the hell do I beat him? Like, he doesn't even, I, have, I, he doesn't I, even have any missed flush draws. Was he, was he three-betting a lot? No, but he was very... Uh, he was opening a ton. In fact, I don't See, know if anybody... If, if, I actually don't know if anybody at the table had three-bet the whole time. If, if he's not three-betting a lot, that means he does have some of the better aces, probably. The ace... I mean... I think he three bets ace king just because an ace queen. I mean, if he's not three betting, he's not three betting. So maybe he has all those as calls, which I think become really good jams here in his part because now he can jam those hands, and you have like a combo draw or like a withered ace um, that you have to call with because you're just committed. Yeah. So I mean, you do beat enough combinations of those ace x one pair type hands where like calling is probably the play here, especially. I mean, I, I wouldn't weigh, like, the fact that it's a shootout big in this spot, but if it's, like, really close, where, like, it's neutral, say, say it was a neutral play to call here, I'd probably call just given the structure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I can't imagine it being neutral. I mean, I think you're supposed to call here, especially given the information um, that he hadn't three bet a lot. That, that That's pretty key in this spot because he's just unlike, like, He's more likely to have one pair ace high hands. Right. However, yeah. you could look at it another way too. That the fact that he's not three betting, maybe he doesn't shove here ever, like to protect. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I the math is good here. I think. Would you say two and a half to one? Yeah. Um, I, I and I think betting the turn is a must. Like I, I would need a really good reason to fold here. Um. If I thought he was super tight, for instance, I would not call. Um, yeah, like one thing I will say when I was thinking about this is the guy in the small blind, um, super nice guy, but clearly a recreational player and older, uh, which doesn't always mean anything, but I think in this case it did. Like he was just sort of a happy-go-lucky retiree or something. I would, yeah. have, I would have folded to him, I think. Yeah, okay, that's that's good of you to say. Um, I, I think the key is... Here is if he has one pair type hands, ace x, 
he has some combo draws like a certain percentage of the time, which almost makes it profitable to call it anyways. But then since he hasn't three bet, you add in all those ASEX combo one pair type hands, like our top pair. I keep saying one pair, top pair type hands. I think this makes this a pretty clear call, given the math, too. Cool. Yes, I feel better about myself. <laughs> yeah, and at first I was like, in my head, I was like, man, like, maybe this isn't a call. But then the more I thought about it, like, like what am I doing here with with, with, with Ace-10? I think I'm just calling you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, though, man. Like, that's a pretty strong hand, three-handed. And if we're flatting like pretty big out of the big blind like i think it's kind of important to protect and get value here when we can because there's a lot of bad cards uh with ace 10 um like i'm wondering what he does with like ace nine like top pair decent kicker and a gutter does he fire that in there and i think this again like i think this hand can be like you said if this was against the older gentlemen in the small blind you find a fold and you sounded pretty like it was really easy mm-hmm so I think these spots like are, are super player dependent, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't feel too bad. I did end up calling, uh, and he flipped over the ace eight, and we were. I love I love his shove too. Like I think his shove is perfect. Like scary board, get it in now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's so many cards that a beat him and b kill any action. kill his action. Yeah. I mean, but that's why, like, I, I think you have to take the same line, like, with a hand like Ace-Jack. If you if you did flat, like, I, I, I don't think jamming would be horrible. Like, unless I thought you were going to triple barrel off as a bluff. I think right. shoving Ace-Jack in that spot is fine, too. And if you throw in, like, even if you throw in 50% of those with some of the combos, I mean, two and a half to one is too good of a price to pass up. Yep. Cool. All right. I wasn't a complete failure this week. You, you feel better now, man? Not really. Still lost $250. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really, it was a very cool uh, event, a very cool series. I, I had a good time. It was great to see you, obviously, and, and hang with you and your boys. And um, I don't know, we saw My, bo- my boys are your boys, Chirp. I feel that way now. That's how it always is. It's just like your friends are my friends too. Same thing. I I, I want to say though, I, I agree with you. I highly recommend this tournament um, to anyone close in California. I think it's a great trip. Um, Reno's a cool spot. Mini Vegas. Uh, I highly recommend it. And just like a well-run tournament. Uh, how are the dealers since I didn't play? <laughs> Really good. From what I gather, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but from what I gather, they basically just took a bunch of people from Vegas and brought them up. Yeah. Um, so they were all. I didn't have. I didn't have a single bad dealer. I did. Awesome. I, I did get slow rolled like crazy by one guy, which was knit rolled, knit rolled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a knit roll. You're right. I'll save that for another day. Um, but yeah, it, it's good. I mean, and it's kind of a. It's a cool mix of like super soft, not super of of softer field and like getting to play with like people you know from Twitch or from the World Series or whatever like you know money makers there playing every event it is it's fun yeah so i think everybody should go and if you're going let me and mark know cuz we'll see you there we yeah i'm going every year and next year i'll play i need to stay I long I call. I need to. no i need to stay long uh, for sure i would have played like not i, I mean like i would have played the main like if it, if it was there i would have played the main for sure yeah, and I'll go longer next time too because I'll be actually coming from further away. So, 
You can just fly into Cali and uh, we'll drive. Oh, good call, good call. Yeah, I like that. Cool. All right, man. Well, hey, it was good to be back on the on the podcast with you. It's been too long. Yeah, I hated it. I miss Clayton already. Yeah, actually, good luck, by the way, to Clayton down there in wherever he is in Florida. Uh, hope Shit, you're winning the tournament. <laughs> yeah, Clayton's been doing a great job. Thanks to him for doing this. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, so for me and Mark, thanks for listening. And we'll see you – well, actually, we won't see you, but Clayton will see you next time on the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Peace.